to Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devilry, a roundtable discussion podcast hosted by five dummies that believe in weird stuff. Hey everyone, it's time for another roundtable episode. I have, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Great. Uh, I, I'm I'm not Tanya. I'm Rick. I'm Laura. You're Laura. Well, that's I'm Walter, Walter okay. up there. <laughs> Is that Walter? We can't tell with those cool slant shades. Glare from the computer. Yeah, I don't, my eyes are real sensitive. What well, right if you now. weren't sitting in the dark? <laughs> he's he's the baby, but he's got old man glasses on. <laughs> He sure does. Yeah. Are those those wraparound things? I don't think so. Are they? <laughs> no, they're not. Okay. I can, <laughs> they I can see your white your New eyes. Balances and socks, <laughs> socks pulled up over your calves. <laughs> no, his sandals are white socks. Never. Don't say never. No, New Balance. It's New yep, Balance. Yep, white New Balance. You tucked your t-shirt in your cargo shoes. shorts. I can see it. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I only own like uh, thirteen dollar uh, black slip-ons from Walmart and uh, Chuck Taylors All Stars. That's it. That's my mm. entire. What color uh, your Chuck Taylor? Uh, black. Oh, I got a pair of all black, of all black ones, and then I have a uh, the classic black and You're white. You're so goth. Yeah. <laughs> no, hard, hardly. <laughs> Anyways, we have some listener stories. Yes, we do. <laughs> Hey nerds, Rick here. Um, gonna read a story from Mark, one of our fellow creeps. Uh, he wishes to remain anonymous, because if you knew who he was, he'd have to kill you. So Mark writes, By trade, I'm a surgical technologist. That is, I assist surgeons during surgeries as well as set up and clean up after surgeries. I've worked for a couple of different hospitals and now work at a private practice ambulatory surgical facility. One thing almost everyone agrees with is that after time... All hospitals become haunted. The last hospital I worked at was a bit of an older facility and had a few known haunted areas slash ghosts. This story is my personal encounters with something or some things that I can't explain on two separate dates. The first happened in the early morning. I was at work early because an instrument rep dropped off some surgical instruments needed for a surgery after the apartment had closed the day before, but we needed them processed and sterilized before the surgery was due to start that morning. I did my standard opening process, including going into every room of our closed and locked apartment and recording temperatures and humidity for our records. I noted that one room, OR4, had a temperature slightly lower than industry standards. The standards are 68 to 72 degrees Fahrenheit, but OR4 was at 66.4 Fahrenheit. I know I wish it was 0.2 degrees higher for story purposes, but I'm reporting the truth, so I gotta be truthful. Anyway, I made a note to tell engineering when Biomed arrived on premises and carried on my day. I should mention that I had my music playing on an MP3 player, this was in the early 2010s, and the song just changed to garbage singing Only Happy When It Rains, and I turned on our steam autoclave as it takes some time to warm up. During the warm up, it heats up water and makes a hissing noise, and the creaky noise of heating pipes. 
I tell you because as I was standing in front of my autoclave, listening to my music, I heard a woman's voice clear as a bell, Help! Please help me! yelled from down the hall. Thinking that a housekeeper was trapped somewhere under a wire rack of supplies or locked in a storage closet, I bolted back into the surgery hall looking for the source of the voice. I checked all the rooms down the hall, and after not finding anyone, I walked back assuming that it was a combo of being early, the noise from the machines, and some funky echoes. I was about to write the whole thing off when I passed OR4 and the door was open about the width of my fist. This in itself was strange as, one, the doors are self-closing, two, I had checked this room earlier when doing my tent-slash-humidity checks, three, I just went down this hallway looking for the source of the voice and I didn't notice the door was open as I looked through the porthole window in the door while searching. I went to go in the room and when I touched the metal door handle it was ice cold. Not 66 degrees cold, but as if it had been out in a snowstorm cold. I looked inside the room, and the room was empty. I closed the door and continued my job for the day. Later, I told my co-workers about what I experienced, and one told me that I had to talk to one of our late-shift recovery nurses. I spoke with her, and she told me that one night when she was here late, she was in the break room about to change and go home for the night when she heard, Help! Please help me! called by a woman's voice coming from the surgery hallway. She went down there wondering why she wasn't told the call team had another surgical case going on when she saw she was alone. The next instance happened a couple of years later on a Monday morning. Our crew had just arrived for the morning. I had made coffee in the break room, and we were all chatting about what we had done over the weekend. I was the first to leave the break room to go turn on the equipment and log in our temperature and humidity. As I was passing OR4, I looked in the porthole window and thought I saw someone wearing all white standing in the OR. Our scrubs were seafoam green at the time, but we had white cover-ups for engineering, material supply, and pharmacy to wear when they visit our department. Thinking that the pharmacy was filling our computerized medicine cabinet, a machine called Pixis, I opened the door calling out as to not spook the poor pharmacy tech, the figure vanished. As the door opened, I saw them clear as day in the window, but as the seal of the door passed my vision, they just disappeared. Now, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but I can't explain those encounters. Many of my coworkers have similar stories. Some have heard doors opening and closing when they thought they were alone. Some have heard voices in the hall in front of the OR doors. Some have seen shadows that seem to walk around the oldest parts of the department. One even swears that she heard someone say, I can't breathe, when she was in recovery by herself. I can't speak to the validity of these claims. I can only report what I saw and heard. I'll let you draw your own conclusions. All right, thank you for that story, Mark. So we just heard Rick read... A story about uh, one of our listeners in the hospital. Tanya, what did you think about all that? I, well, I believe that hospitals, if anywhere could be haunted, it would be there. Because think of how many people die in, mm-hmm. in not always non-painful ways, you know. So I'd say if anywhere is haunted, it would be a hospital. And it would be scary to work third shift for sure. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about, you know, he read all the temperatures of the room and there's the one room that was cold, like colder than the others. And the uh, door handle was, he said it was like uh, being outside cold, like in the snow, it was freezing to the touch. Right. How do you explain that? Uh, What do you think? Well, on ghost things, that usually means that it's... um, What are are ghost things? (laughs) <laughs> like on ghost shows and, uh, haunted adventures. Uh, haunted adventures. Uh, yes, haunted adventures. Well, there's, there's that theory that spirits have to draw the energy from the room to manifest. So, ah, yeah. okay. That makes right. sense. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, and he heard voices, right? He heard a woman's voice say, help yeah. me, right? Help me. Walt, what do you yeah. think? I like the piggyback on Tanya. If there's, like she says, there any places that are haunted, it would be hospitals and nursing homes where there's been death or, uh, or maybe not like, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I guess unexpected death. I mean, you're not going to the hospital to die most of the time, most of you the know? Time. So you got, so you have spirits that are probably confused and not exactly sure what exactly has taken place. Right. So I'm sure a lot of that's going on. Okay, Rick, what do you think? You know, I I tend not to believe anything, but if if I'm going to believe <laughs> something, I, I think the fact that these are very understated stories, they're not exaggerated, they're not they they don't right. they don't seem to me that um redacted was making things up. These seem like genuine experiences and yeah, could they be explained by something, you know, arbitrary? Probably. But the fact that it wasn't over the top and it wasn't, you know, door slamming and seeing a free floating apparition. Like I, I tend to believe that he experienced what he experienced. That's, that's pretty much where I land. Now, do you, was it the same door that opened that, uh, kept repeatedly open? Like it didn't close all the way or was that just different operating rooms? I think, I think it was the same door. Okay. So it just wouldn't close. Mm-hmm. Right. Which that could be that the just same? a fault in the door. But, you know. Right. Was that the same room that had the cold door handle? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I was wondering. I don't know if it was necessarily clear in the story. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, I know where I work at, if you don't secure the door properly, there's like different air pressures and stuff that can pop the door open if it's not like completely shut. So I don't know if that's kind of like the same. I mean, he said it was an old hospital. Where he's at. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was an older one, so... Yeah, well, yeah. For, for example, with doors, like, in our house, our master bedroom is on the back side of the house. Um, let's say the bathroom door is shut in the master bedroom. If somebody goes through the front door, opens it or closes it, that bathroom door rattles because the air mm-hmm. pressure changes. So right. that's that's something that's a pretty common right. occurrence in our house, and we don't chalk it up right. to ghosts. But, right. you know, that's, that's just my experience. Yeah. But he was alone when this happened, right? Mm-hmm. And he did have someone else have the same experience with the voice, right? Isn't that right? Someone else heard the voice at another time? I be- believe so, I yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Trina, what do you think? So, I mean, to piggyback on everybody, really, first of all, hospitals are going to contain a tremendous amount of emotional energy, whether it's from death, family members. I mean, so you could even chalk in some poltergeist activity there because anyone who goes there is experiencing a strong emotion and putting that out into the environment. Now, the you know, the one room called... I tend to believe it more because it comes from redacted and I trust them as far as being a fairly Mm -hmm. good head on their shoulders type person. So I do tend to believe it a little bit more because I know the person that it's coming from. Okay. That being said, though, again, hospitals, hospitals, prisons, anywhere where there's Mm. constant trauma. 
it's you're going to be chock full of emotional energy and of course you're gonna you're gonna put on that door whatever you want to see so i mean who knows it could there could be a mundane reason but you're right. gonna believe what you want to right. believe because that's who we are but i mean i believe it could be it very well i mean i in my experiences again hospitals um Re nursing homes, uh, prisons, anywhere where there's a lot of trauma and a lot of tears and a lot of family trauma, they tend to have real chaotic energy to begin with, you know. And I, I could totally believe that it was haunted mm -hmm. and a ghost. Like, yeah. But hospitals sure. also have, you know, you know, birth and happy memories and all that good energy as well. So exactly. Right. Right, and it doesn't necessarily even right. have to be a negative thing that the door handle's closed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's a negative spirit. Nobody's getting attacked, you know, and it could be somebody who's trapped and doesn't know they died, and that is a really common occurrence in sudden death. Like I could accidents, see that. Right. Um, things that weren't. It's, it's common for the spirit to be like, but these are like yeah. displaced energies. <laughs> but, I mean, I can see Laura's point talking about there's positive stuff. It's still energy. Like, you know, positive, like birth and stuff. But you have an energy that's been displaced. So to me, that's, you know, I think there'd be more like a yeah. negative connotation to that. To where, especially too, the energy being displaced, they have no idea where they're going. Right. You know. So, and plus, they're right. in an environment where they are right. not familiar with. It's not like me passing away in the comfort of my own bed in my house. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in a, in a strange alien. Or they type see their family members environment. and they can't. You know, sterile. It's just like you know, you're not around loved ones. You're just with strangers. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be you know be a factor with, with how it's just negative. Well, hospitals yeah. are inherently creepy. It's just you're yes. you're never you're right. never there with a few exceptions for good reasons. So the the energy right. attached to that in my mind would be predominantly negative, but you do have, like everybody else said, a, a ton of ingress and egress. So you have children coming into the world and elderly or the infirm exiting the world. So Right. That's, there's a lot of that going on. I'm gonna start singing Lion King in a minute. Circle of life, That's right. baby. So we'll start having some more babies to bring out that good energy in hospitals. Yeah, well, listen. If I could afford it, yeah, well, I wouldn't pop have out some babies. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I feel like Heather might. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you tell us uh, one of your stories? All right. So, my story. Uh, is a you know another listener story obviously from a, a friend of mine so my friend Kevin we have a mutual friend so when I moved out of the apartment uh, that we me and Heather shared uh, for the first six months while we were um, together and where was this located this was um, about I'll just say the town it's in uh, Heislerville in uh, New Jersey okay. so it's about it's in Cumberland County New Jersey so it's like, I don't know, about 15 minutes from where I'm located now. So this was a mid-19th century farmhouse that was either built in the 1850s or 1860s, uh, based off of the architecture. Very simple, two-story, you know, uh, house. So originally, again, before they converted the upstairs to a uh, one-bedroom apartment, it was four bedrooms. So... The layout of the apartment was one bedroom in the back. You had a kitchen slash dining room, a living room, 
and a bathroom slash uh, utility. And then on the opposite side of the living room, there was the entrance to the attic. So this is uh, where the story takes place at. So a little backstory. Um, the attic door was always an issue. Uh, it had like an antique um, hardware to it. So the locking mechanism was a uh, locking bar that came down in front and and it sat into a notch into that was uh, it was a notch that was um, drilled into the frame of the door. So it basically just sat in, in a V, like a real deep V. And also, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm showing you this; they can't, the listeners can't see what I'm what I'm doing. But um, <laughs> so anyway, so again, this was constantly like we would wake up in the morning; it would be open, or we would come home from running errands or coming home from work; it would be open. Um, but Kevin actually saw this opening in real time. So let me just read his story real quick. Kevin writes, In reference to Walt's story about ghostly happenings in a previous residence of his, at one point a mutual friend of ours was renting the same apartment. We were up late playing video games, and I ended up being the last person awake. The attic door near the couch was shut tight, and as he was getting up to... Turning off the Xbox, he saw out of his peripheral vision the lock popping and then the door swinging open. <laughs> and he says, at this point, I'm silently screaming mm -hmm. to myself and eventually woke <laughs> my friend because there was no way um, I was, you know, spending another uh, minute in that house. So thanks for your time. Stay spooky. Again, the first time that we noticed the door opening... Um, it was actually that, that mutual friend was with me. So we like tried to troubleshoot the shit out of it. So he actually got inside on the other side of the door. We locked it and he was kicking and banging and, and shaking the door. And the latch would not even like raise up a, a slight from all the jarring, kicking. So again, it's just one of these weird things where again... We tried to troubleshoot it. We tried to, you know, come at it from a. There has to be some sort of reasonable explanation, you know, explanation for um, for this occurring, but uh, we could never pin it down. Because again, I mean, he was violently shaking this door, punching and kicking it. So, and it wouldn't even the latch wouldn't even budge. Now, did so you do any history on imagine. the house at all? You know, um, other than it was like. Um, the age of the house and but there was wasn't really anything that would stick out again it was just a family home mm -hmm. you know it wasn't any notable people living in there i think at one point it was a post office mm. um but um what were your vibes other than that like, were you scared living there no no not much i mean it was very very peaceful we never were scared i mean stuff was occurring at the house pretty much daily and again it was just me and my wife at the time living there so it wasn't like we you know we had the three kids and we have all the pets and stuff where you can kind of pass off different stuff like well, well either it was the kids or the right. dogs so we would notice a lot more um activity like again at night you would hear people or you know you would hear something walking around in the kitchen um it was always uh infamous for moving stuff um you come into the kitchen and find something that 
was obviously not supposed to be in the kitchen, laying on the kitchen mm. floor. Our, one of the uh, <laughs> one of the last things it did was the night before we moved out, my wife and my mother in law went in there and scrubbed everything down in the kitchen, and we had everything out of the kitchen, tables, chairs, everything was completely packed up, and and um, most of it was already out. Um, so we had like two or three boxes still sitting in the um, entranceway because again it was the second floor so we had a separate entrance and had the stairs so we had a couple boxes sitting by the stairs and again um, my wife and mother-in-law mopped and and swept everything out so there was nothing in the kitchen so we we went to bed um, that night we woke up and then there was a box laying in the middle of the kitchen floor Hmm. like we (laughs) we had no idea again no idea um, how that would have wound up there I know me and her both personally, and we'll probably share these stories at another time, but me and her both personally seen um, objects move um, of her own eyes that uh, there's no explanation to. Hmm. Um, so, again, a lot of activity. Um, it was, again, to have that kind of experience um, was is, is just kind of like, I'm still in awe over it. Again, in this situation, in my current house, you know, things happen off and on. But at that place, it was, I don't want to say it was showing off, but I think, too, it was just as comfortable with us as we were with it. Right. If that's, I mean, it, it kind of sounds strange to say, <laughs> but I think there, I mean, I, I can't imagine, like, I, I'm assuming that whatever this was, again, like, I think there was, in, there was some intelligent aspects to it, along with, like, residual stuff. Um, but I, obviously, the, the moving of objects and stuff, I would, you know, consider uh, more of an intelligence to it versus, like, maybe the walking around at night or having that presence of something staring at you in the doorway of the bedroom. Mm, yeah. And I take that as, too, as a father of three three children, I every time I hear something strange at night, I go up and I look into their bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was the, the kind of feeling that you got. It was, like, more like a parental... Um, watching you sleep kind of thing and there was a couple couple uh, times at night too like I would get up in the middle of the night to get something to drink and you felt like you were like interrupting something mm. you know it's like you felt yeah. energy in the mostly in the living room where the where the attic door would be at um, it was kind of like how I would describe it as you're kind of like at a party, and you don't really know, like you don't really know anybody yeah. other than maybe the person from the party, and then you have the people like kind of like staring at you, like all right, well, who's this? Uh, yeah. That's what it, that's what it kind of felt like. It was like all right, well, you know, I'll go in, I'll get my, I'll get my something to drink, and and I'll leave you guys, you know, be. So, so yeah, I mean, we stayed there for like about six months, I think, before we settled on our current house. Oh, okay, and um. We really, I mean, and again, we left because we were looking for something bigger, obviously, because we wanted to start, you know, have kids and stuff. So did Kevin think it was haunted? Is that his conclusion? Kevin, yeah, well, I don't think Kevin really believed, I mean, I think he was skeptical of the stuff that we were telling him. I know uh, our mutual friend who moved into that apartment, because he was, again, there for the, the first time the attic door opened up when I was living there, and he heard some about some of the other stuff. Yeah. And um, 
so he moved in there already thinking, you know, already expecting to um, encounter stuff. And it was kind of interesting because I would talk to him after he moved out. And um, there was some, like, things that happened, but it wasn't on the scale of stuff that happened when me and Heather mm -hmm. were living there. So I don't know if it was interested in the fact there was a young married couple versus just a, Dude. you know, bachelor yeah. you know it was more more stuff going right. on mm. um for whatever reason or it maybe it just taken more of a shine to us than 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 uh previous owners or our previous renters and i, and I will say too um our uh, uh landlady she would ask us all the time like hey you know is everything okay you know is there anything you know we need you know just asking us you know any concerns whatever and me and heather always took it as um, she's kind of like subtly, you know, <laughs> uh, trying to see if you've had any... if anything's yeah, going right, on. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> so the, uh, the day that we turned the key over, I just kind of like let it all out and like, and we sat down and told her and she was just absolutely like flabbergasted because so she, had, she no had no idea, no idea, no idea. No. And she was just like, Oh my God. She's like, kind of like apologizing and stuff. And I'm like, well, there's really nothing to apologize. It's not like, you know, it's not your fault. You, you can, did it. Yeah. <laughs> you have anything involved about it, but it was the idea that she had, like, she had no idea that, like, you know, this stuff was going on. Or maybe she so, did do she it. Maybe she was like, playing a hoax on you guys. Maybe, yeah. Maybe she was, yeah. Like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like the, <laughs> I don't know, but, um, it was definitely, definitely an interesting experience. And I'm glad it was, a more positive uh, experience than like some of these other experiences that we hear about, right. you know, where it's just a more malicious uh, spirit or whatever. I'm trying to think of, there's that one, was a, uh, that one encounter in uh, California. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, sightings used to talk about it all the time. Uh, Rick, can you help me out on that? Or I can't remember what that was with the uh, Yeah, the, the guy attic. who was strung up Could in I the attic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember... I can't remember what that um, what that was called, but um, yeah, yeah. But that always stuck out to me as as you know, growing up, and then again, in, in her struggles with this entity and them having to move out of the house and it following them and all that kind of crazy stuff. So again, I'm, I'm glad I got more of like Casper the friendly ghost. And so, how do you, you know. how do you know if this spirit didn't uh, follow you to your new house right now? I, I, the activity's different. Okay. You know, I, I mean, that's the only thing I can really how i how i can justify that um it's just it doesn't like things just happening off and on and it's not really like that whatever's in this house is kind of more shy to do anything versus the the uh the spirit whatever that was in the apartment it was kind of like more like in your face type thing like oh okay you're cool with this then i'm calling to you know ratchet up and see you know <laughs> how you guys take it um again too like when uh, with the kids and stuff they hear stuff at night and then we kind of me and heather came up with the idea of putting um you know we each uh, we got them each a hamster or a gerbil so that way they can kind of pass off the noises here as the gerbil spinning its wheel at night <laughs> or doing whatever that's um, a good idea but even though my yeah oldest, walter's yeah, parenting but my oldest son's just like i i know it's not a yeah i know it's not the gerbil i'm like <laughs> i know but <laughs> you know but um yeah I, again um and it was funny because too because me and heather talked about uh we're kind of 
you know, mulling the idea over maybe, you know, should we invite this spirit to our new house? But we, you know, Trina's yeah, doing a but, big, oh my God, yeah, yeah, shake yeah. Now. but again, but ultimately we decided, you know, against it. Again, I look back at it now, like I would, we probably would, wouldn't do the same things that we did um, at that place. Like we do, like we do here now, because only because I want to protect the kids because ultimately you don't know what these things are, you know? So when something happens in our current house, we just ignore it. We don't try to encourage it. Like at the apartment, it was I don't Let's know. It. Kind of, it was yeah. like, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like more like entertaining type thing, you know. We didn't, we didn't discourage it, you know. So here it's just like, all right, well, you heard this or something disappeared and reappeared somewhere else, and just ignore it because I don't want to feed it energy, right. or yeah, I don't want it to encourage it, you know. Whereas, okay, it's like they're, they're cool with this. Let me just keep ratcheting up the activity to where it just maybe just gets out of control. Right. Or, or whatever. All right, Chino, what do you so, think? You're making some big facial expressions. <laughs> okay, so I, I I honestly think that what was in that apartment was attached to that house, and it may have followed you had you asked it to, but that's always a mistake because you're taking away its foundation, and then it's going to attach to you instead of the house, and that's a big deal because it is feeding off your energy and then eventually your children's energy and whatnot. They don't mean to. It's just their nature. They have to get their sustenance from somewhere. That's why things get cold when they want to manifest. They don't have it. Right. They have what they have. And, I mean, I could go into it all, but I'm, I'm just going to leave it at it sounds like it was attached to that house. It sounds like it felt like you and Heather were good caretakers. And encourage that the energy sounds yeah. playful to me um and they do get bored they do get lonely especially if they're trapped especially if they're tied somewhere and they can't break themselves free now most mediums can break them free and help them pass over but a, a trapped spirit in my experience they get bored okay that's where a lot of your trickster stuff comes from what are they going to do especially if they can't leave the general right. vicinity and none of them can tell you what it's like. None of them will. None of them can. Um, and any medium you talk to will tell you the same thing. That It's what they say. Like, they, they literally just will shut up. You hear nothing. So, I don't know. Do they have a hammock somewhere that they're just swinging away, bored off their ass, can't even have a beer? I don't know. But <laughs> it sounds to me, like like I said, that it was a house. I call them house spirits. I talk to mine. Not every place has them, but some places do. And usually there's a history. Usually it's a former owner. You, it could be somebody's. Because it was to the place, it's definitely attached to the house. It wouldn't be like one of you or Heather's guide spirits, I call them. That's usually fam family right. members, you know. And they can, they can be the one. They get trickstery too sometimes. But, I mean, I saw it definitely, especially because you guys did go and test the lock real hardcore because that's the right. first thing I would have done because that's the first thing I do is debunk it. I believe nothing until I can thoroughly yeah. debunk it because I mean, I know this stuff exists, but I also know that nine times out of 10, a, just like you were talking about the people, the, the stuff you hear about the scary stuff in the attic, nine times out of 10, it's not a scary spirit, but the person who encountered it was, had that shot of, primal fear right in their gut so they're gonna go 
or they're addicted mm-hmm. to Zach Douchebaggins, and they're just going to go, oh my God, I got a demon <laughs> in my house, you know. No, you know, like I said, you know, it's your Nana saying, hey, I love the keys to the beauty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the, the, the spirit over in Sightings, though, like presented itself as a rotting corpse looking thing. Like, like he like he like showed himself to her, and he was like a decayed corpse. Like it was very like it wasn't like a <laughs> like a cherished loved one right. or a or a young woman. It was like oh, this, I've this seen them, and a lot of them will do with, that. You know, rotted teeth and stuff. It's so, it's hard. A full manifestation is hard, and a lot of them will do that. And a lot of them, it's like they enjoy freaking you out because right. that fear. That's energy, oh, my dear. They absolutely. feed right off that. And that's easy energy. And if you if if that ever happens to you where you have that full body manifestation and they're showing you something terribly awful, your best bet is just to not react and be like, <laughs> All right, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, because what are they gonna do? Right, right. You know, like rar. I'm so scared. Okay, cool. You know, um, don't feed them. That, that's what I say. Don't feed them. And again, you get back just like with a real person. Right. You get back what you give out. So if you're going to walk in being all, I don't believe in you, they're not going to sh- You're not going to. And again, that's kind of like our motto right now. Don't, don't feed them. You know, just, just ignore them. Yeah, don't don't feed them. them. Especially having small children in the house. Walter, yeah, that's no. your best bet. Because children don't know how yeah, to protect totally themselves. Agree. And they believe a lot more. Mm-hmm. And they're easily tricked. And, you know, so it's just it's just better to just ignore it unless it gets out of hand. And then that's when you go, hey, this is my place. Be nice or right. get the fuck out. That's the one thing I tell any new place as soon as I walk in. Listen, you're welcome to hang out. I don't give a shit. But be nice. The minute you're not nice, I've got sage. I've got a bell. I've got a book. I know how to get rid of your ass. You know, and most times all it takes right. is just saying, get out. You just have, it's will. It's not about the tools. And I say that all the time. The tools are to focus your will. You know, it's all about any spirit. If you think you have a bad spirit in your house, it's about your will. You claim your space. This is mine. You can have it back when I leave. But right now, it's mine. Get out. Anyone have any other thoughts on Walt's story or Kevin's story? Well, I I do. I I can say that taken as an individual experience, it can be dismissed. But viewed with everything else together, I think the the sum of the parts is is greater than each individual part. Like if you you have one experience, mm-hmm. eh, it was your imagination. If it's multiple things right. that mm-hmm. continuously happen and maybe they're predictable, then that speaks to something else. But again. As I have become known to say, it is anecdotal. Anecdotal. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the new T-shirt slogan. Anecdotal. Yeah. yeah. Like, but it's 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 just one of those things where you yourself and your friends have experienced it. I believe you experienced what you think you experienced, but outside of Walter, that, I think you're a liar. Yeah. I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> You're a goddamn uh, liar, listen, Walter. I'm just trying to drive up listeners. You, know? <laughs> you just so, like Walt, attention. Did your, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> did your mother-in-law think it was a ghost, or what did she? Uh, she never had an experience. There. Oh, she didn't see the boxes. The box. No, she. Uh, yeah, no, she. Uh, they did all the cleaning stuff like after, oh, okay. like in in the uh, during the day, and then she went home, and then me and Heather retired. Oh, okay. Um, 
and went to bed. And when we woke up, uh, that box was uh, laying in the middle of the kitchen. And it was kind of funny because it went full circle because when we moved into the house, I still remember the conversation because Heather called me at work saying that I think there's a mouse in our apartment. And I'm like, well, you know, well, why do you say that? She's like, I'm hearing something rattling around in the kitchen. And, uh, and this was like the first night. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, and then she woke, uh, when she woke up, um, we had a bunch of like plastic bags that were packed in another plastic bag that was packed, you know, packed in another plastic bag. It was like this big bulky um, assortment of like, I don't know, 30 or 40 little plastic baggies and stuff, you know, like, well, like shopping yeah. bags. And, um, and it was yeah, say, a bag of bags. Yeah, yeah. We all have So one. this was like, <laughs> so this was, like, she, you know, remembers it sitting in the entrance of the kitchen and when she woke up, the bag was completely across the kitchen be behind the uh, table and chairs of our dining room oh, wow. set. So, and I'm just like, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think a mouse is that strong to no. move that bag of bags uh, that far and then, and then weave it around chairs and table legs to the opposite corner. But, um, Mighty so mouse. that was like, I mean, yeah, yeah, mighty mouse. But I mean, so I, <laughs> I think a Florida mouse. Yeah, Florida, could do it. Florida mouse. Um, so mm. I mean, so right there, the first night, something, you know, things were happening. So it's just I kind of thought it was funny that it it moved something into the kitchen the first day, and then it moved something um, into the kitchen on our, on our last day. And uh, I kind of made a comment to Heather. I was like, I, I really don't think it wants us to leave. But, um, I, again, I just. Uh, now, are you and your wife like super clean? Like either are either one of you uh, and We are, you? but with three kids, it's kind of it's kind of hard to do anymore. But that was before. No, that was oh, before think, yeah, everything the kids, was though, right? Yeah. In yeah. that apartment. That's what I'm saying. So I'm a bet. Like, again, that it was attached to this house, and the reason why it liked you guys was right. the care you put and, into and, the again, place. Too... So are you saying because I'm a slob, I don't have any experiences? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. I was gonna, she might freak out now, but again, no. I, I think, too, that's the reason why we noticed so much in that house, because, as, again, it was just us. Again, now with the chaos of kids Animals, and a Great yeah. Dane and right. just all the everything that goes on. Uh, once you have kids, being <laughs> being neat is all yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Me and my wife are slowly find that out my after 12 years. My oldest was three so years old like, when I gave up decorative <laughs> towels. So it's just a never-ending battle. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm. All right, Tanya, did you want to read a listener story? Sure. Never. Actually, guys, can yeah, we yes. take like a five yeah. second? One one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand, four. Rick, fuck off! <laughs> Please record that. <laughs> Coffee. I can't drink any caffeine after noon. I'll be up forever. That's how I am. I can't drink it. In See, I can. I can drink a monster and go right oh, to no bed. Way. Then why, why, why did you drink the monster if you're just going to bed? I like the flavor. No, said no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh, I like the flavor of them. Uh, now, the rehab ones. I don't like the regular ones. Those taste like melted jelly beans. Uh, the only one I like is the peach. Is it, peach is it, is it peach rehab? Is it, 
peach yeah. tea. That's the only one I like. And I like the sugar-free peach. Was it Ultimate Peach yeah. or whatever it is? Or uh, that one's really good too. Good. That one just came out down that long regular ago. Regular tea is good, but the regular ones are horrible. Do you have uh, uh, the energy drink Ghost? Uh, yes, down your guys's I like it. Do we? I don't. Yeah. yeah, I haven't. I have not had a bad one yet. No, I, I've got the so. sour pa- sour patch kids one is really good, Sa- and the citrus. Which one, blue or red? I don't do blue, so it's red. So yeah, as uh, red, yeah, both of them are good. Yeah, have you tried the warhead one? Yes, that's the other one I like. Yeah. Where are you getting yeah, these? At? That's a good. One. It's like a, they're at Kroger. Uh, every time I buy them, at some random at some random gas oh. station. Yeah, I have not seen them at any of like the major chain like stuff around my uh-huh. my way. It's always these up. Uh, Random like mom and oh. pop. Uh, oh no, they're in Kroger, Tanya. Yes, they I bet Forks would have them too. Probably, yeah. But yeah. if you get them from Kroger, they're less than two dollars. If you get them at Thornton's, it's gonna be like three it's bucks. Like three, three bucks, yeah. Yeah, I've don't do that. Don't. Have... An energy drink. No. Good. They wake me right on up. <laughs> they they get me to an even keel. That's no, the thing. No, they don't me. <laughs> I like a little kid with too much candy. Everybody, well, everybody stop talking about Trina. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, continue. <laughs> she is wonderful and delightful. Walter, you're correct. <laughs> oh god, Mom, are drunk. you high? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that explains it. Last time you were drunk, you said I was. It was. It was a setup for a punchline, <laughs> which is usually the case. Walter and uh, Rick both are drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm super. Walter is super buzzed. <laughs> he wears his sunglasses at night. Yeah. Walter's toasty. So we can't tell that he's drunk. Yeah, I get really like cross-eyed when I'm really? drinking, so I'm staring you that sight. Oh, do you? Let's all, oh, that's all be cross-eyed. <laughs> I'm smoking pot, so like that's I can't normal. even say nothing. I'm not even being a judgy McJudgy Well, for Trina, smoking sure. pot or breathing air, I mean, they're the same thing. Yeah, but smoking pot puts me where my brain isn't well anyways just trust me it's better for me to be smoking <laughs> the pot than not smoking i get it i have my it's the only good thing about legal. florida i'm not being a criminal that it's legal it's yeah yeah right i am the only good thing about florida right <laughs> listen to laura oh and yeah, boyette's like citrus cool attraction that's yeah. a great thing about florida holy god that dude y'all i'm telling you that's the best time I've had in so long. There was nobody oh, there because cool. nobody knows about it. That's good. It's like this random maze with caves and 3D trippy art and this five-room gift shop with crazy mannequins and mini golf. You can dig for fake gold. And for oh. $13.95, it includes it all. They give you a bucket of food for all <laughs> the animals. And the really... Okay, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> Oh, I'll put it in there. Although, wait, no, I don't want to say their name in case. Oh, that's where the camera's Because it totally wasn't me. Brought to you by Gatorland outside Kissimmee. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) It wasn't Gatorland, but I can't say what it is in case they (laughs) accidentally miss a camel. (laughs) Camels are not tiny. 
I really want to rescue the candle. I'm sorry. It looks so sad. I don't know. That's why it didn't get rescued and I found it cherry tomatoes. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that deposition. You know, I get the knock on the door. I know. <laughs> yeah. We need to sit down and uh, talk about, uh, it's, was it's it? It's a dog. July 5th? Yeah, July. No, they went July 4th or July 3rd, one of those days. My neighbors would be all, what the fuck is peeking <laughs> over the fence? <laughs> All right, Tanya, you got a story you want to read? Yes, I have Chris Stringer's story. Um, We got it a little while back, so sorry it took so long. So here it goes. So I have a weird story. It's the only thing I've ever experienced that I couldn't explain any other way. I love this shit, but I'm also kind of scientifically minded. So while I wouldn't say I'm a total skeptic, I am generally keen to find the normal explanation for stuff. Anyway, here it is. Around 2011, I was staying in my then-girlfriend's parents' house. She told me previously that when she was younger, she'd occasionally had dreamt that a figure would carry her from her room down the stairs, and she'd wake up down there. This came up because I'd had a nightmare. There was a shadow figure at the side of the bed watching us sleep. I paid no mind because I'm pretty prone to night terrors and sleep paralysis. So one night... We're brushing our teeth before bed in the upstairs bathroom. This was laid out as you enter the bathroom. The sink is on your immediate left, the same wall as the door. My girlfriend was standing in front of the sink, and I was leaned against the bathroom door, and I'd locked it out of habit. All of a sudden, the handle sort of rattled, and the door pushed against me. You know, as if someone was trying to open the door and walk in, not expecting it to be occupied or locked. I immediately unlocked the door and opened it, saying, Sorry, Mike, her dad's name. I don't know how to say this any other way other than until I opened the door, there was not a single doubt in my mind that it was her dad on the other side of the door. There was no, hmm, that's weird, let's see who that is moment. It was a perfectly normal thing to happen, with the exception of there actually being no one on the other side of the door. Even then, my instinct was that he had just gone down to the computer room next to the bathroom. But the lights were off, and no one, nothing was in there. He wasn't a sprightly chap, so there's no way he would have been able to run downstairs or anything like that. It wasn't a prank. Both my girlfriend and I went downstairs to double-check. He was there watching TV with his feet under a blanket. I even said, bathroom's free now, if that was you. Both her parents gave me a blank look. And Mike reminded me that if... He had wanted to use a bathroom. He'd just used the one downstairs. Never before or since have I experienced anything which has convinced me so much. I think it's worth noting as well that I don't want it to be true. I'm shit scared of this stuff. But I can't (laughs) deny what happened. And that's it. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I'm noticing a theme. It's all about doors this episode. Yeah, Yeah, for real. Almost. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Thoughts. Uh, Tanya, what do you think? Well, um, I've been in a house where the door was rattling. So it could be, like Rick said, it could be a change in the atmosphere of the house. Mm. Um, But, I mean, he said it was like rattling like somebody was trying to open it. And Mm. she had had uh, situations where she, if now if I had had this situation, I would have begged my parents to leave if I kept dreaming that something was carrying me downstairs. (laughs) And I, can't, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to ask him 
if she really woke up downstairs or she dreamed she woke up downstairs because it's not mm. clear. So depending on that makes it a lot more scary of a story. But right. I don't know. I mean, it could have been something, especially since she'd had dreams before and he'd had a nightmare there that something was staring at him. Yeah. It's mm. scary. So <laughs> I know Rick was laughing at the little sprightly chap part. It's Riley Chap, yeah, that's very descriptive. I like that. <laughs> it was more British, and I had to change some of the words. Extremely British. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, Americanized. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> For me, there's just too many mundane things yeah. that could be. You know, honestly, that oh, one, yeah. like a mm. rattling door, could be anything. Bad dreams. I mean, that's creepy to have the same about dream over and over and over like that. And that mm-hmm. that makes me feel like, you know, it is something. But mm-hmm. it's just hard yeah. to say with that one. No, Yeah. You know, especially because, like, anything that rattles, okay, houses settle. Cars right. go by right. and your whole place rattles. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have issues with, like, the rattling stuff and... You know, or posters rattling or, you know, like my house, I can just be sitting here and nothing. And all of a sudden it feels like it's just shaking, you know, I mean, <clears throat> or maybe it's me it's having likely. a seizure. I don't know. Either way, I'm just <laughs> possible, possible. Okay. Whatever. Any who, right. I'm just saying there's a lot of mundane things that could be. I tend to lean more towards because Stringer himself was so freaked out by it um, that it was something. But then again, if you freak yourself out, you freak yourself out. You're never going to believe it wasn't anything once you freak yourself out. You know? Okay. So, and especially if you do have that primal shit scared (laughs) fear or however you put it, (laughs) you know? Right. (laughs) Anyone else? I mean, I've, I've experienced, I I was in the bathroom at my, uh, maternal grandparents' house, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And I had a similar situation. Were you going number one or number two? It was number two. (laughs) It's a big number two. But the, the, the thing that always, that I've remembered is there was a quick succession of knocks on the door. Yeah. I pooped a couple times today, holding up that little sticker. It is healthy. My my system knows what's going on. But in any case... Oh, it is. In any case, uh, I was going number two, as everyone needed to know, and I heard a quick, quick knock, knock, knock on the door. And right. I said, I'll be out in just a minute. And very shortly thereafter, I went out and I asked my grandparents and my mom was there. She's like, did you guys knock on the door? And they said, no. So it's one of those things where I don't know if something in, in the environment triggered that what i perceived to be knocking or if it was my imagination there's no real telling because again it's completely up to the experiencer it's completely anecdotal which is the 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 horrible thing about this um and speaking of doors um the door thing that was happening to me and i might have told you guys this uh me and my i was living with uh jessa megan and me and their cat was up and they had went to bed and they slept with their door shut and the door was uh the door was moving back and forth on the hinge like you would think somebody Mm. was messing around or something 
but uh, their bed wasn't on that wall is the only thing. But it was going back and forth, and it was like hitting against the door jam. It was shut, but it was like hitting against the door jam. Mm. So, and the cat heard it too, and we kind of both looked around the corner, and uh, the bedrooms were both at a long down the long hallway. So we walked down there, and I was like, me and the cat both stopped almost to the door, and I was like, stop it, and the door stopped. So the next mm. morning, I asked Jesse if they were doing anything. He was like, at first, he looked at me like, uh, none of your business, and then he was like, <laughs> no, mm. why? And I told him, he goes, oh, it was just the air. Jesse don't believe anything. So, yeah. but yeah, so that was my thing is that even, even if they had been, their, their bed was across the room. So that wouldn't have been it, but. Well, there are so many variables at play. A good, a good example too is our, the house we're in now is newer construction. It was, you know, I think it was 05 or 07 it was built, yeah. but on occasion there will be enough pressure change in the the sewer line that it'll rattle the house so it's yeah like it's we called well amy called because she was working from home all the time um she called to verify that there wasn't anything serious you know the the water water company just said oh no that's just pressure changing in your house but that you know there's so many things that it could be so that i don't know okay trina did you want to read your story Oh, I sure wait. do. Did you ask Walt if he had anything about that? Uh, I'm again, piggybacking on what Trina oh, okay. and you said, Tanya. Hey, I don't really have anything oh, to add cool. that you guys already yeah. covered. So. No, you're good. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here quietly. I know. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got sunglasses on. Right. It's because he's got the sunglasses. Yeah, he's incognito, he's so we keep missing him. on in a black Black shirt. Yeah. Black sunglasses. Uh-huh. He, he looks ninja. like a Baroque painting. Like it maybe it was Rembrandt with all the like half his face darkness. Is black yeah. And shadow. It's he's he's quite beautiful and striking in this moment. <laughs> Enough about me. Get on with Trina oh, and her Christ, story. Oh Christ, Rick is drunk again. I want to hear Trina's story. Not that me. I'll get him. Get that. I'll get that Rembrandt bastard. Get a picture of him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's seriously. That's gonna be your new profile pic. Uh, what the ghost? Hell? Yeah. Was it was a ghost. Your, was that uh, your rabbit? Uh oh. I, I think I touched something. Was it a ghost? It's, it's <laughs> either yeah. It was either me or the rabbit is running around. I love rabbits. It could have been the rabbit. The rabbit. It could have been, been the rabbit. It's always, it's always <laughs> the rabbit. In this case, it probably right. was the rabbit. <laughs> okay. All right. So I have a story from one Mike C. I'm not going to use his last name because I don't know if he wanted me to. He didn't say. But he's a, I'd like to say a little bit about Mike for before I read his story. He's been a part of our little weird little community for a few years now and he is hands down one of the nicest guys in the world i've literally seen him i've seen him send a vcr to a complete stranger i was just about ready to bring that up actually kids kids science project yeah like this guy's amazing so so i made this video whining because i didn't have a story (laughs) and i don't do my homework and my own laziness right and he popped up right away and he sent us this really i didn't know that was him thank you uh, like from the the sketch was really cool too uh, yeah (laughs) and the story is cool yeah yeah, yeah. Then I after I said, oh, the Blues Brothers guy, Tanya's like, oh, yeah, yeah. 
everybody So I didn't knows. say your last Sorry. name, but now everybody knows who it is, Mike. <laughs> All right, here we go. In 1977, I was living in a small town called Wilburn, Illinois. In August of that year, a friend and I were riding our bikes in the late afternoon up towards Crow Creek. As we crossed the bridge over the creek, my friend stopped and just froze. She was looking and pointing at something down by the water. I rode up next to her and saw what she was pointing at. Two hairy bipedal things Mm. seemed to be washing themselves in the creek. One was tall, bulky, dark brown fur over its whole body. I was 12 and a couple of hundred feet away, but I would estimate that the size was at about six to seven feet tall. The other creature was smaller, not as bulky, blondish tan hair, about five feet tall, maybe. My friend screamed all of a sudden, and at this, the two creatures looked in our direction. Too far to see any detail, but I could tell there was very little fur around the facial area. She turned and sped off on her bike. I suddenly realized that this was probably an excellent idea and began pedaling. <laughs> we told <laughs> we told our families about what happened and my dad and her dad and my uncle went to investigate. They found tracks, broken branches and trampled grass. They said it smelled horrible down there and everything was really what? quiet. Sorry, what is going on? By me. Oh, is that what that is? Uh, oh yeah, there's like a, there was a tornado warning. Oh, uh, okay. No birds, no bugs, nothing. Just quiet. And that's the end of the story. And that is such it. a cool freaking story. Oh, yes. You would think My the height might, that might have been a little girl. Height. Like. I mean, because if the other one was that tall. Right. Yeah. And the different fur yeah. color. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel yeah. like mom and baby. I do. Yeah. The smell, everything. Like, yep. every Who box is ticked there. Or, his and her parents for going down there and checking because yeah, some people would have yeah some people would have said oh you're yeah. full of crap well, the 70s <laughs> were a wild time though <laughs> that's pretty neat my dad would have he would have been like let's go <laughs> no my, my dad likes science fiction and all that but I think he would have just said ah you're full of crap <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I've mentioned yeah. this before my dad saw a UFO so, like, he he gave me my first Stephen King book. He, when I was 15, he bought me the whole um, Princes and Amber series. Like, I mean, just my dad is a total geek that way. Now that he's older and a lot more conservative, he tries to act like he's not. But he likes cool. these stories as much as I do. All right, what do we think besides mommy and baby? Anything else? I think it's super I mean, cool. I'm a... I'm kind of yeah, jealous me too. because yeah. that's like that's like on my bucket list of things. To I'm totally jealous. A, uh, I 100% believe mm. him. Yeah. It's really cool. I think I, I yeah I do too because he doesn't he seems like a, a stand up guy. Stand-up Dude, he's guy. one of the yeah. most stand up guys I think I've we have in he's our so group. Sweet. If you want to know the truth, yeah. out of the blue and ask how I'm doing. Well, if you need to talk to anybody, I'm like, oh, yes, right. <laughs> no, Mike is super He's cool. He's not that far yeah. from me either. I should go ask him to take me to that spot. Yes, yes, that would be cool. Yeah. He always introduces his wife as his first wife or something like that. It's something really silly <laughs> that is like, <laughs> like, well, I bet you're a joy. <laughs> 
something like that. And I don't know if I've got it wrong, and I'm sorry if I do, Mike. But it was something like that that made me I laugh. I think they had the same off. names, but didn't they? He's honestly, they the same yeah, some something. There was something, and it just made me. It was so funny. But yeah. he's seriously the most stand-up guy. Like when my aunt passed, he reached out with his phone number. He's like, any time of the day or night. Right. Or when I've had one of my yeah. depressive episodes, he's, he's been right there, yeah. you know. And I just, so I 100% believe this. I don't yeah. think it's, I think he saw what he saw, and I think it was there. The fact they had the smell, the broken yeah. branches, yeah. everything. I am, I'm an absolute sucker for a Bigfoot story. If anybody who knows me or listens to this podcast Same. at all knows, like, I, I want to believe that desperately. So I, I like, I genuinely like Mike as a person, so... I'm more, you know, I would believe him over right. others. Right, more apt and to believe him. Over me? Over, right. uh, I'll say yes. <laughs> uh, we'll save it for another time. Save it for another time. But no, seriously though, it's, it's like, it's, it's that kind of sighting that to me rings true. It's nothing exaggerated. Like they, they weren't throwing stones and they weren't bluff charging and, he didn't, you know, it was just this innocuous sighting. Right. Uh, with all the. what it is. Yeah, it is. And that's, that's, yeah. it, it definitely seems yeah. legit to me. I like it. Yeah. yeah for real. Well, anything else? I love no, it. No, I mean, again, uh, I definitely believe that he saw a Bigfoot. And again, I'm just kind of just, I'm just kind of envious because, again, that's on my podcast, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah. And it's not like. I, I love leaving work early at night just uh, on the off chance of, like, maybe seeing something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crossing the road yeah. or whatever. But, uh, so, again, mm. every time they – it doesn't happen often, but they uh, when they ask for uh, people uh, to uh, voluntarily leave work early, I'm, like, one of the first ones to uh, call over the radio. Like, oh, God, I'll go just so, so I can, can take the hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like I think that hour drive, like you're pretty yeah. much in the middle of nowhere for the most part. Yeah. Well, that's know, and potentially yeah. see something. You that's know, half the reason. A squatch or you know, you should get a, a webcam. That's half the reason I got a webcam, or not a webcam, but a, a, a dash cam. GoPro. Oh, oh yeah. dash cam. Okay. Yeah, so it could. Yeah, like it, that's one of the I things that GoPro. Cliff Barrickman always says. Like if you're interested in squatching, as it were. Buy a dash cam because right. you're going to see something crossing the road, right? Or in the woods or something. So yeah, that would be so definitely, cool. absolutely. Most the most realistic sightings are always the most yep. random ones. The people that were just walking through the right. road, yeah. they weren't there looking for Bigfoot. They or were there collecting or mushrooms like or walking their dog or right, right. You know, and those are always the most believable ones because there's like, dude, yeah. I don't even fucking believe in Bigfoot. What yeah. is that thing? You know, like. <laughs> My one exception <laughs> right. is Patterson Gimlin. Like, I feel, I know they were out there looking for Bigfoot, but I still. Mm. Is that Patty? That's not a guy in a suit. Yeah. Yeah, Patty. I, yeah. I, I it's not a guy in a suit. There's real. no way. We're having an episode coming oh. up about that. We can't talk too much more because that's all going to come up in our next Spooky yeah, Skeptics with Cole feats. Harold. I'm so excited. The only thing that I've ever seen camping was some um, some raccoons came into our uh, <laughs> encampment, and we we could hear them, and we like lifted our little tent thing, and you could see them out there. Like we're eye to eye because of we're we're on the ground, you know. But they were just they were snuffling snuffling for food. How do you say that? Snuffling snuffling, snuffling for food. Yeah, snuffling. we had it tied up in a tree. Snuffling, but, yeah. snuffling. 
Dude, they're tricky. They have hands. Oh, they can get it. They're so cute. They literally have hands. They will make a raccoon ladder to get that food. (laughs) All right, so we have one more story, right? UFO story, Walt? Uh, Okay, uh, so you want me to tell my UFO story then? Uh, (laughs) All right, so this took place, I think, in the the audio. 2002, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Did I say 2002? Because I wasn't sure if I said 2003 or 2002. You said 2002. I didn't want to get myself in trouble. Thanksgiving, about 8.30 or 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yep, so yeah, 2002, uh, day before Thanksgiving. Was it 8.30 um, or 9 o'clock? That's the question. 8.45. Well, I know the pizzeria in her town closes at 10, and I ordered a Stromboli to kind of celebrate the encounter. <laughs> so, I know, so I know I had enough time to order it and pick it up before um, they closed. So I'm going to say 8.30, 9 o'clock range. So we were leaving uh, my parents' house. Um, so I made the right... And you go all the way down the end of my road there, and it tees off. Uh, you need to go left or right on uh, Strawberry Ave. Um, so I was looking left, and as I was turning my head to look right, she goes, what the hell is that? And I look up, and there are <laughs> there, there are the three, like th- these three lights in the sky were the biggest lights I've ever seen in my life. And we're kind of like sandwiched between Dover Air Force Base and McGuire Air Force Base. So I, I have... You're familiar you know, with... It's not unusual to see aircraft flying right. overhead. And it's not unusual to see aircraft flying very low. Mm. Um, but I've never seen uh, What color lights. were these lights? They were white. All three so of them? All three of them were uh, white lights. So again, I don't know if they were three individual objects or if it was three lights on a on a single object but again if i was to sketch it out they'd be more like a like a cigar shaped because they're in a row they weren't like hmm. triangular or anything like that or offset so we were staring at you know staring at them and they're right in front of you and you, you didn't turn no yet. they were all no they were yeah so they would have been on my 10 o'clock so i'm facing uh i'm facing uh 12 they um, these would have been like um on my 10 to in between 10 and, and 11. What time zone? Um, are we and on? they were out. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm over here, man. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, uh, all right, uh, all right. So, <laughs> anyway, get back to my story. <laughs> it, <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't mess with me while I've been drinking because now I'm like totally like all oh, my train of thought. <laughs> I can't figure out where they were because my clock <laughs> yeah. looks stupid. So, yeah, okay? so I'm, I'm at twelve. They were at between ten and, and eleven, and uh, so the the sky was kind of partly cloudy. So the rays that were coming off the lights, like going through the cloud cover, it, it, it was like incredible. Like the like the presentation of these lights. So we were just staring at these. Like it seemed like minutes, but it was probably maybe less than than a minute. You know how just time just right. slows down uh, where you're seeing something like like you've never seen before and um so i so they look like they were over the bay so there is a road that i could have taken to go back further and there's like a little observation deck where people go for bird watching and stuff and then what we could have gotten birds? a really great view of it <laughs> uh that ospreys and bald eagles that kind of mm. stuff um yeah. How old yeah. were you at the time? Um, 
I was a forty-five. I was what seven? A <laughs> I was uh, seventeen, eighteen. I thought it was in between ten and eleven. Yeah, I'm not even going to attempt to do the math. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so I already made. So we were. So we were looking at these lights, and I already had like uh, I was already committed to making the uh, right and then going down that road towards the uh, the observation deck to get a better view of them over the uh, over the bay. But as soon as I started to take my foot off the brake to make the turn, the uh, the lights, so uh, both end lights merged into the middle light, and then they just completely uh, blinked out. That's it. And that was it. How long were they one light, just for a second? Just Yeah, just for a second. Um, so, again, it uh, they merged and... Blinked out. So you, you saw uh-huh. that distinction... Of them merging, and then so you didn't see the end lights, and then like sh- like a split second after that, the uh, the middle light Ew. went out, and that was it. And then you celebrated with a stromboli. I, I did, yeah. And um, her, 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 yes, okay. <laughs> her father worked on um, helicopters when he was uh, oh, okay. in the military, and uh, and I th- and I'm, I'm pretty sure he he was still uh, involved with aircraft in the private sector. Because uh, uh, when we were dating, he was already retired from the military, and uh, so she was like, you know, completely animated about what you know what we saw and everything. And he was kind of like shaking his head, and, like you know, and, like agreeing with her. And he was like, "Yeah, I mean, you know," he's like, "I've seen some pretty weird uh, stuff too, either on base or you know, out and about when he was in the military." But he kind of like he, really you know, he didn't go, go any further detail, than I'm that. Sure. Though. Yeah. No, no. I mean, again, he was just a. Uh, again, from what he told me, he was a helicopter oh, okay. hmm. so um, a black helicopter uh, yeah i mean it wasn't like he was like one of those black oh, helicopters no. H- helicopter <laughs> Co- mm. <laughs> uh i think he was he, i think he said he was he oh, worked okay. on chinooks so those big Ooh. uh two uh you know like yeah. double rotor uh great aircraft yeah the cargo um, cargo helicopters, helicopters. yeah yeah yep. so he wasn't so, just missing uh, the fact that y'all had seen these he was no he yeah he was just like he, you know like, okay i mean right. again too I mean, it was his daughter. You know, I'm, I'm sure if I was the first one that came through the door saying that kind of stuff, he probably would have blown me off. But since it was her, you know, and I was just kind of there along, you know, along for the ride, you know, not, you know, right, <laughs> nodding my head right. in agreement, you know, you got to be the same thing with, like with my daughter. She says she saw something. I'd be, be more inclined to, you know, you know, tend Some to believe her, than, you know, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever asshole she decided to drive through the front door for, you know, for a couple months, you know, so, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, again that uh, that and that was like my first real. I think there was like one other like uh, uh, weird thing that I encountered bef- up before that. But that was like my first ever like um, uh, paranormal encounter. Now again, too, uh, I'm going to just say outright. I mean, it could have been some sort of uh, government, you know, experimental right. aircraft. I'm not saying it was alien or anything. But I, I will like I'll go to my grave saying. I mean, it was nothing that. It right. is known, right? You know, mm-hmm. again, too. Like those lights, those three lights were the biggest things I've ever seen in the sky, other than the moon. Oh, wow. You know, wow. And again, it was at some distance, um, but and again, it's just. I mean, I'm sure if they, it was even closer, it probably would even even more uh, right. incredible. But just how immense they were. It's pretty similar to. It's pretty similar to what my dad experienced. He saw it was one light, 
but then the three lights came from underneath the one. One went right, one went left, okay. one went straight down. Then they all coalesced oh, wow. into one light and zoomed off. That's pretty cool. You should you should see if there's some way you can like uh, go back and see if anyone's recorded that, like on message boards or something. Or uh, maybe uh, was it check um, Mufon records? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mufon, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was very very cool, uh, cool. encounter. So, and I was like, and, and that's and that's like my only UFO encounter. I'm jealous. So. I'm always looking out, yep. but I never see anything. Yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't see a UFO so bad. I think I so. saw one once, but I doubt <laughs> it. It was probably just something dumb. And and I mean, honestly, though, where I live now, yeah. I'm right by an Air Force. I'm by two airports. I'm right by Nashville I'm, Airport. I, I, so I you know the Air Force Base. Bad. I mean, um, the Coast Guard Base. You know. That's how I. Mm-hmm. I'm not we believe shit you all. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Laura. I believe you all, Well, I mean, if we're yeah, yeah if we're yeah. being honest about it, I I'm going to disagree with Rob. We're not being honest. I'm going to be honest. You, um, disagreeing <laughs> disagreeing with Rob Christofferson. I know he he said in our interview that lights were a display. I I tend to think if you see lights, it's mo- most likely government craft. It's something, yeah, right. it's something manufactured by the United States military that we don't know about. Right, that they're testing. Like that's that's really that's yeah. Like a, a lot of UFO, rec- you know, reports from the seventies, eighties are explained by the F one seventeen A and the B two bomber. Like those are both Is triangle shape. Shape like a yes, triangle shape. I've seen. Yeah, one it's of a those. flying. Yeah. I mean the the. The B two is basically yeah, a flying V, yeah. like you see. Yeah, it's not quite a V shape, but it's it, it is an angled wing. It's a nice, I guess, isosceles triangle. Yeah, but that you know, there are things that we don't know about that the U.S. government has built and is testing. Yeah, and right. they need they need guidance lights, like because they're not gonna. I mean, I most most aircraft are. that I'm aware of, yeah, like they they need something to identify themselves to other aircraft. Right. But that's my thought. So, Walt, there was no noise or anything? Uh, not that I could uh, hear. Okay. We were pretty, we were pretty like a considerable distance yeah. away from it. But um, what about like a helicopter? Again, it wasn't. Helicopters? Uh, not, I mean, those, those lights were immense. Yeah. I, I mean, again, it wasn't, it wasn't moving or anything. I mean, we've had you know helicopters fly by here okay. and. Um, they don't have like lights anywhere. There's mm. actually looks like you know, a spotlight in remotely. Anyway. I, yeah. yeah, they're pointed yeah. towards um, the usually the ones I've seen. Well, helicopters are easily identifiable. Same with airplanes. Like you can tell. Yeah, but it's cloudy. That's what it it's is. Cloudy, right? <laughs> yeah, it was partly cloudy. Yeah, it was partly cloudy, but you could see all three lights, and it was just the rays of light that was coming right. off the object, going through the clouds around it. it was, again, it, it like. It framed it like, it, like it was like 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 it was like it wanted to be seen almost. Yeah. you know mm. what I'm saying. Just the way the presentation, the rays coming off the three lights, the rays going through the clouds and stuff, and just illuminating it. It was and it picked it, you. you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I yeah, guess everybody I guess, else who was you know, like could see so. it too, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never, I never asked around. So the only thing that um, I think helps is yeah. that her dad, you know, kind of was like, "Yeah, I've seen stuff too," but couldn't tell you, of course. But right. yeah, and she was a skeptic too. Like she didn't really, you know, she wasn't into the woo 
I'm sure she wasn't watching sightings right. as a kid nah. or unsolved mysteries, right. you know. She wasn't indoctrinated. <laughs> where is she now? Huh? I said, where is she now? I have no idea. <laughs> you should see. You should try and find her and see if she remembers That is it. such not a good idea. That's probably not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they left on good terms. Yeah, but that would have uh, worse. Uh, yeah, we did it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tanya, you're friends with all yeah, of your exes. So. Well, yeah. No, I'm not friends with my first see. one. He's an asshole. Well, <laughs> and I hope he's listening. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm best friends with two of them. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, same. Uh-huh. It's like a country song. It is, isn't it? <laughs> All my exes, I still get along with. And she goes on vacation oh, road yeah. trips with. Thirty-six yeah, hours real. in a car. You nut job. That was bad. Jesse and I got into it in Denver. We're about to murder each other. And then, <laughs> then, and then, and then you got into it. Well, this has been another fun episode of has the Table. Another entertaining episode that devolves right into the gutter. Yeah. We are on all the socials. Always. We're on TikTok and Instagram. And Twitter and yep. Facebook. Yeah, I shit post on Facebook constantly. Well, and we have a Facebook yes. business <laughs> thing too. So, so like our Facebook group. But also yeah, I gotta get around liking that. Because that's where we post yes. that's where we're gonna start posting stuff. And there's a lot of people have moved there now or have uh accepted the invites there. Like yeah. It. Yeah. So I think that's gonna work yeah, out have, really well. Yeah. Yeah. We have it's a been good. page. And we have that link you can, thing. Yeah. Buy our merch. You know you want to wear us And if on you want to follow me on Instagram, that's Rick is a dork. You can see my cats and my dog. And <laughs> uh, we're going to be at the Van Meter Festival in September, me and Tanya. Yes. And I've been asked to I'll be, be there in speaker, spirit. Which I have accepted. Yes, Laura's <laughs> going to speak and be nervous. Ooh. What are you going to talk about? I have no idea, and I'm super nervous, and it's like two months away, so don't even ask. Thunderbirds. She's going to talk about Thunderbirds. Uh, Yeah, I think that's... She's going to tell the story of how we're all friends. I believe in you. Friends! (laughs) And we're going to be at Monster Fest next year, June 2023. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Am I missing anything else? Uh, Some of us are going to Mothman Festival, but it's not, we don't have anything. We're just, I'm going, and I think Rick said that they might go. And Lori, you're going. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to try. Yeah. So we're just going. It's like seven hours for me. That's pretty, that's relatively close. Yeah, it's about, I guess it'd probably be about the same for me because I don't know exactly which side of the, like if I'm looking at Nashville, are you on the left or right? Like if I'm looking dead at Nashville, right, Rick, I'm talking, talking to you. Uh, Rick, me, Rick, name person named Rick. Yes. Um, I'm I'm strictly south, so I would go up. I'm I'm 30 miles south of Nashville. So straight down, like so it, going to Alabama. Straight down, straight down, straight down 65. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anybody wants to find me, 30 minutes south of Nashville, <laughs> right off 65. Okay. Come and get me. Come at me. And he tags Wander around yelling out his name. Right. That's right. That's true. That's right. There's only like there's only like eighty thousand people in this t- city I live in. <laughs> you can find me. Are any of them named Rick Belcher? <laughs> uh, probably a couple. Is that his name though? Is that I'm gonna change it. 
Is that his real name? His name is. Uh... Don't give my name out. Shut don't, up, Tanya. Don't give it out. I'm not. Don't dox me. <laughs> Why are you doxing me? I'm not. What did I do to you? I'm not. You are so toasted. <laughs> I'm tired. I also, I also took two Benadryl two hours ago, oh, so it's Lord. like boom. Oh, I would oh, have now. Are you seeing? Well, big I, have, I have the yet? tolerance of a large, large hippopotamus, so <laughs> a large. Man. I'm good. Yeah. And you look uh, like one too. A large. I look like a large semi-aquatic mammal. Yeah. Okay. Already, folks. I can They're hear monsters. my grandchildren going nuts in the other room. Goodbye. I love everybody. I'll miss you. I'll miss you so much. Every day, every moment. (laughs) He's a liar. I'm a liar. I'm lying. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Five Dummies Talk About Weird Stuff. I'm Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devery. Don't forget to slam that subscribe button and rate and review us wherever fine podcasts are sold. We'll see you next time, creeps. Yeah.